I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Are you a think-outside-the-box type of writer? Someone who likes to get your message across in unconventional ways? Well, if your answer is yes, you definitely are going to want to tune in to this week's episode of Publishing Secrets. Now, what I can say is consistent with every single guest that comes on the show, and this is by no accident, we are selective in who we bring to you, but each guest has a burning desire, a desire to share a message of transformation and see people rise above their current circumstances and become their best self in Christ. But every once in a while, someone comes through that likes to shake things up and color outside the lines. And that is the case this week with our guest, Quintrell Hollis. I enjoyed our conversation and just learning about how his training in ministry shaped his writing and how he developed his podcast. So what you're going to hear is Do it the way that God has told you to do it. It doesn't have to fit what everyone else is doing. You only have to be obedient. Listen, there is a tribe waiting for you. All you need to do is go boldly into the direction of your dreams and God will guide your steps. Enjoy. Well, Quintrell, welcome to Publishing Secrets. I'm excited about having this conversation about your ministry and what God has called you to do. It's been a great conversation so far. So we're going to just bring the audience up to speed here so that they can get to know you and what you are up to. So why don't we start there? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, in the secular world, well, not secular world, but my job is I work for the United States Department of Agriculture as a risk management specialist. I've been married for, it'll be 10 years in October. I have one son. His name is Ezra. He thinks he's a little athlete. My wife, her name is Brittany. Check her out. She's uh, Brittany with Divine Bloom. She has a YouTube ministry website, mydivinebloom.com. I'm just so honored and thankful to have met your acquaintance. You have been a tremendous blessing to my life already. And um, just the conversation we've already had is just giving me such insight and revelation. And I'm just excited to uh, be a part of this podcast. And let me just say, it just makes me feel legit. I feel like I'm a real podcaster. <laughs> you are a real podcaster. <laughs> You did. You are official. And I'm looking forward to this conversation as well. You know, we've had a chance to connect a little bit on social media, but there's nothing like having a real conversation. I've been able to hear more about your passion for ministry. And I I want our listening audience to feel this. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Tell us the name of it. 
And tell us about the concept because it's unique and I think it'll inspire some folks out there. Oh, yes. Uh, The name of my podcast is called When the Gospel Infiltrates the Culture, where we take R&B and hip hop classics. That's the familiar to teach the unfamiliar, the word of God. So the whole idea is the scripture that says I became, you know, Romans while I was in Rome so that I might win some for Christ. And so that's what I'm attempting to do. I mean, we have this big kick. I love the 90s. I mean, it's my favorite genre of music. And so I'm just having fun and trying to reach the masses for Christ. I mean, I really like it. And uh, I really think it has some potential. And I'm excited to, you know, continue to make episodes. I drop episodes every Thursday. This week's episode is Michael Jackson's classic, You Are Not Alone. So I'm excited to launch that one. I also have a devotional that pairs with each episode. So we go a little bit deeper in the devotional and you can get a visual of what I'm saying and, and just just excited, very excited for it. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, yeah. that's the concept. That's the idea. That's we awesome. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah. I love it because it's out of the box. And as we have been talking about, right, sometimes you have to do something different to attract attention. And I could just see so much potential in, you know, reaching that person that may not have had an interest in church before, but they like the song. (laughs) So that 90s jam catches their attention. And then there you have created an opportunity to minister to them with the gospel in an unconventional way. You just never know what God may do with your obedience. And you just started this earlier this year, right? In, in January. January. Only 12 yeah. episodes in. But you made it. The, the milestone to get over is 10, because often they say that people don't make it past episode 10, but you are persistent. You have made it. You are pressing forward. And I believe that God is going to honor your obedience. Now, we got an opportunity to get connected initially because we were having a contest and you submitted an entry and won. So Publishing Secrets Family, this is the winner (laughs) of our Right and Win contest. You made it. This is the winner. So everyone was blessed by what you wrote. They showed up and showed out and shared their appreciation. So let's definitely talk about the particular blog post that you submitted. So tell us about who was featured in your blog post and what message you wanted to share with those. That oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. One of my favorite episodes, let me just, it was episode five where I featured Tupac, Keep Your Head Up. It's one of my favorite songs. And basically I wanted to get the listener who liked Tupac and was going through some things And so the idea is God is the lifter of our head. Everybody may not have a Tupac in their life to encourage them, but everyone can have a relationship with God and God will become the lifter of our heads and lift us up. And so Tupac, in that song, he was shouting out women. He was encouraging women who may have felt, you know, outcast and whatnot. And he wanted them to know that if nobody else cared, Tupac cared about them. And I wanted my listeners to know that if nobody else cared, God cared about you and God will lift up your head because he is the lifter of our head. And that's it in a nutshell. That, yeah. You know, 
I was grateful that people enjoyed it and that I won. I mean, I made it. <laughs> you did. And you know, I, I when I saw your entry and then even just hearing you talk about it just now, I was like, it's just so interesting to me how God works because I know that song. I love that song. But the connections that you made, I would not have made. And I feel like those moments, this is good for the listening audience, those moments are confirmations that God is speaking uniquely to us and has a specific ministry and calling for us because everyone's not going to hear that. You're going to hear that because of what you've been called to do. Whereas I'm going to listen to the song and I'm going to be vibing and I'm going to be thinking, you know, something completely different. So I think that's really important for our listening audience to hear is like, it doesn't have to fit what everyone else does. Whatever God has called you to do, it's a calling for you. And you're going to hear things that other people don't hear. Things are going to make sense to you that don't make sense to other people. But here's the thing that's really important is that God didn't just give it to you for no reason. It's because there is an audience of people out there that need to be reached in that way. Like we were talking about earlier, I feel like there's so much potential in this idea. And I'm going to be praying with you that God directs you and orders your steps because there is a population of people out there that we will never get to come to a traditional church service. There's a population of people that you can give a track to all day long. It's not going to make a difference for them, but they will have an interest in the song. And that creates an opportunity to get their attention and minister to them. So I'm excited about what God is up to in your life. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you land on this idea? Because it is very much out of the box. Like what was the impetus for this that kind of led you to this path? Well, I have an MDiv and I was a part of the first ever CREATE cohort, which was a non-traditional approach to seminary. So I never had like the traditional seminary experience. I was basically a guinea pig. They were trying to build a more complete minister that had diversity and we had different opportunities. So we would have different kind of courses than your traditional program would have. And so I always knew that I would do something outside of the box, but I didn't know how God would work that out. And so for me, I just love music. And since I'm called to be a minister, I see everything through the lens of the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was easy for me to make the connections because that's how God speaks to me through music. Don't get me wrong. As much as I love R&B and hip hop, there's nothing like good gospel music now. I mean, it, it reaches your soul in a different way. So, and I'm a guy that watched movies and started crying because I could see gospel messages like in things that you typically wouldn't see. Like, for instance, we were watching Overcomer, right? And it's about the track girl and she's running with her daddy. And so since I didn't grow up with my father in the household, I'm over here boohooing and my wife looking at me like, what's wrong with you? But I can <laughs> relate to the pain that the young girl is feeling, right? And so yeah. those kind of things. And so I enjoy making connections in non-traditional ways because, you know, there's maybe 3 million churches in the world. And it's like, how do we reach those who have either church hurt or no interest in church at all or 
feel that God isn't relatable. But music mm-hmm. is universal. I mean, it's people who can't even speak languages but know every words to songs. It's because music mm-hmm. is universal. And so I feel mm-hmm. like what better way to reach the masses than to use the universal language? And wow. I just like r and hip-hop music. It works, though, but that's so cool for our audience to hear, too, because, you know, I think sometimes we try to force things like there's a certain socially acceptable way to do it. Like we were talking about earlier, I grew up in Pentecostal holiness, so R&B and hip hop was not something that was talked about when I was growing up. And then, of course, as you grow older and you grow deeper in your own relationship, you find your own path. But someone could have this idea or a similar concept and they could feel like, well, I can't do that because it's controversial or people are not going to be on board with this idea because it's using secular music. But I think it's important for our audience to hear that God is an out of the box guy and he's going to use methods that may not always make sense to everyone but it's going to make sense and it's going to be an impact for someone. So I love what you said. It's like, how do we reach this group of people that quite honestly is often overlooked? So, you know, they've experienced church hurt or they're not quite honestly not interested in church. And so church as usual isn't going to work for that population. But I just can't believe that, you know, Christ would have us to just say, forget it. Don't worry about them. They'll figure it out the best way they can. He cares about everybody. And so he put it on the heart of someone like you, a burning passion and desire to help that person. And I just believe that he's going to honor that. And there's someone else out there that's listening right now. Your idea is out of the box. It's unconventional. People are telling you it doesn't fit and it doesn't have anything to do with ministry or church or whatever it is. But God is calling you forward to embrace that idea, to be willing to be a little controversial. Jesus was controversial. <laughs> so in a way, when you think about it, right, I mean, we should expect to be controversial versus fitting in, right? It's going to require us to get out of the box, to get out of the boat and walk. So let's talk about this a little bit because, you know, starting a podcast, is not an easy thing. And then you have also written some books and you're doing devotionals. So we talked about the highlights and the good parts of being in this walk with God and wanting to make an impact. Now let's talk a little bit about the struggles because I think it's important for our listening audience to hear that too. So what are some of the challenges that you've run into along the way as you have been pursuing this path that God has laid out for you? Oh, just staying encouraged is very difficult. I mean, it's tempting not to look and try to see how things are going. And you always continually to question yourself, like, does anybody even really know this song? Like, mm-hmm. is anybody even going to listen? And, you know, just those, that internal doubt that tries to creep in into your mind. And so a lot of the times I be singing, if you will, in the term of the song to myself, you know, just trying to encourage myself in hopes that it overflows and and touch someone else because I mean it seems like people are just winging it talking but it's a lot of preparation that goes into yes, it. it it's a lot <laughs> it's, it's a lot of nervousness that goes into it and it's just it's just hard I mean and then just the reality of those who you think would support it and they don't and That's dealing good. with the trauma of that and it, 
it, mm-hmm. it's not easy at all. And it's, I mean, as the scripture say, he roams around looking to see who he can devour. And he's going to throw those fiery darts of discouragement and disappointment and, you know, doubt and fear at you each and every day. And so that's real. That's so real. Uh, you know, I, I listened to, we, we talked about podcasts and, and trying to stay encouraged. And one of the things that helps me and your wife, she has a YouTube ministry. There are two things that help keep me grounded and focused. One of them is listening to stuff like T.D. Jakes and others on YouTube. <laughs> and just hearing about their journey and their encouraging sermons and things like that. But it's also different podcasts that can help, you know, speak life into me and keep me encouraged. And that, and that's real for us to talk about is, you know, sometimes you're looking at the person outside looking in and you're thinking they've got it all together and they're moving forward and how awesome it is. And they're dealing with the same struggles. That's how I look at same, you, by the way. Well, let me let you know that I have my moments too. <laughs> they're dealing with the same stuff, the same stuff. And so we have to really fight like you talked about, to avoid being taken over by those feelings of discouragement. And one of the things that you talked about that I think is huge, so I want to expand upon that, because I remember when I first started, um, and it has been a journey for me to get to this point, but when I first started, one of the things that hurt me so bad, I was like, I can't believe so-and-so didn't do it. And I asked so-and-so to do this and that and the other, and they ghosted me. And I asked so-and-so to hook me up with this and that and the other. And it didn't happen. I was so hurt because I just felt like we had this great relationship and, you know, I was there for them and I supported them. And then I didn't get what I was expecting to get back from it. It has truly been a journey for me to get to a place where that doesn't bother me anymore. But that's real to have to deal with that. And we talked about earlier, you know, sometimes you're looking at your numbers and you're like, my numbers are not what I expected them to be. These are all things that we have to battle and we have to push forward with. So I talked a little bit about some of the things that I use. I would love for you to share with our listening audience, like when you get in those moments, how do you manage that so that you can eventually get back to a good place so that you can move forward? Because I know people that are listening, they deal with that too. What is your way of dealing with that? Well, for me, I have to remember who called me to the task. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to remember to stay faithful to the task despite my feelings. Because ultimately, you know, it's cliche, but even if it's just one person that you touch, <laughs> it's worth it. One person. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you're checking your numbers every five minutes. But <laughs> you check it, but you tell yourself it's just one person. <laughs> one person you touch is worth going forward, right? And so, but similar to what you do, I have my go-to people that you know speak life into me, and just you know that network of support of encouragement is important. But remembering, you know why you initially, basically your first love, just trying to keep that first excitement about what God had called you to and just and just remembering like you have to first be consistent, you know, you have to be reminded of, I mean, in anything that you do, you have to first be consistent because you're asking people to trust you with something, right? And so mm-hmm. people got to fill you out. People sure. got to know that 
when they need you, you're going to be there. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, one of my biggest focuses right now is just being consistent, to be honest. Just mm-hmm. like being consistent. Can I put out 50 episodes? Like, how can I even ask somebody, right, to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, when the gospel infiltrates the culture, you should check me out. And then boom, 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 they listen to every episode. Let's <laughs> say hypothetically, they listen to every episode and they look at me like, yeah. what's next? I'm like, well, you know, I'm going through something. Yeah, you know, what I mean, can I That's be real. consistent? We That's like real. to cheat the process, we do. You know, but it's a process, like you said, your journey, it's a process. And so you gotta just recognize where you at in the process and just stay consistent, is what I, I would that. say. That's huge. We gotta talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of people miss that. And it is awesome to me that that dot has been connected in your mind that God has highlighted that for you to say, listen, you got to be consistent. I mean, I remember early when I first started, because my start was in fitness, I remember I would be like, oh, I'm going out of town or I got so-and-so-and-so-and-so. So that little workout and Bible study that I was having, I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and cancel. And then God really got on me. He's like, well, if you're really serious about this, not to say that you can't ever take a vacation, but I was getting a little too loose with it, right? And he right. really convicted me and said, okay, if this is really your ministry and this is something that you're going to use to impact people for me, then you can't just be, you know, kind of doing it when you feel like doing it. And when it's convenient to do it, right. you need to, as you have shared, People need to be able to trust you. And so that's something that's really important for our listening audience too, whether it's the book that you're writing, the social media following that you're building, the podcast that you're doing, the blog, whatever it is, I believe that God is speaking to us all, myself included right now. Hey, you've got to be consistent because people do look at those things and it does impact. I know me personally, I do take those things into account. I can think you're really talented. You're awesome. But if you're in and out of what you're doing, it doesn't build confidence that you're going to stick around and you're going to be doing it. And I've seen that in my own life is, you know, people early on, they're like, nah, I don't even know if she's going to make it or if she's going to keep doing <laughs> what she was doing. And then over time, like you said, that consistency is there. They see the growth. So they see, okay, you're continuing to follow what God is challenging you to do. And you're starting to see some fruit for it, from it. Then people are like, oh, okay, that's real. But you're right. I mean, if you're telling somebody, hey, check out my podcast. And then all of a sudden, three weeks, there's no episode. Then that doesn't build trust. That doesn't give them confidence that they can refer people to check you out. So listening audience, listen, whatever God has called you to do, where no one's saying that you got to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Drell shaking his head. He's like, I'm not perfect either. But we do have to aspire to be consistent because we do serve an excellent God and we need to move forward in excellence. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, how the audience can connect with you, uh, learn more about this unique concept that you have for the podcast. I think it may inspire some folks to step out of the box a little bit. So what is the best way for people to get connected with you and where can they check out the podcast? Oh, for sure. Thanks for the question. The podcast can be found on Spotify, Spotify, when the gospel infiltrates the culture on Spotify. Listen, (laughs) follow. (laughs) I really appreciate it. That is how you can get connected with the podcast. 
I hope you enjoy it. It's an attempt to reach the masses for Christ. And um, I think you'll enjoy it. You like good music and you love the Lord. It's the podcast for you. Podcast for you. So Publishing Sneakers family, I need you to get connected with Control and this amazing podcast. I've had the opportunity to check out some episodes. So make sure that you head on over to Spotify. So this one is not on Apple Podcasts. Head to Spotify, subscribe, check it out, rate it and review so that we can help get this message out there so that more people can be impacted. And Cottrell is going to be consistent. So tell other people about it so that they can check out this message. And listen, it's not just about the podcast. The podcast is really a tool to win people for Christ. So that person that you know, that you've been talking to, that you've been praying for, and they're not responsive, but you know they love 90s R&B and hip hop, this is your opportunity to help get their attention in a way that's going to be meaningful for them. So be thinking about right now, be thinking about who could be blessed by this unique approach and share this podcast with them so that the calling that God has on Control's life can be accomplished and the ministry can move forward. And as I said, we're praying with you. Um, I'm going to continue to think about ideas of how we can help. So Let's do this. One last thing for the listening audience, because not everyone, control. one of the things that I've learned as I've worked with people on their book or the podcast, whatever God has called them to do, is that sometimes people get stuck in fear. They know that God is calling them to do something. It's not that they're not sure. They know, but they're afraid to move forward and step out there. And that's something that you've had to face as well. And then there's the moments of doubt that you have, even though you've already stepped out there and started to move forward. So I wonder if you could share with us before you go, like what would be your number one piece of advice to them in the spirit of encouraging them to move forward? What would you say to that person that is standing on the sidelines and hasn't yet jumped into the ring? To that person, I would simply say, trust that God loves you more than you love yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so that love that God has for you, as the scripture says, perfect love casts out fear, right? So that doubt that we have can basically be summed up as a lack of trust, right? So then we have to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves the real question, do I believe that God has my best interests of heart, at heart, right? Mm-hmm. Can I trust God's heart even when I don't understand his hand, right? Mm-hmm. And so fear in itself is not bad because it's a natural emotion. How we respond to that fear is really where the problems come in. So I was just say to that person, as the old saying goes, nothing beats a failure but a try, right? So you mm-hmm. ha- at least you can live with yourself, right? By stepping out there and trying, you don't have to live with the what ifs of life. What if I had a, I probably could have. And then if you're not careful with that, you'll begin to resent yourself for not even trying. Right. And so my encouragement would be don't in any area of your life, don't allow fear to rule or reign in it because that's not God's best for your life. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Publishing Secrets. 
where our mission is to encourage and inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. In order to stay up to date on our episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified. And if this episode has been a blessing to you, do me a favor, rate and review. Until next time, God bless.